Alright guys, episode 2 of Short Side Wristers, I'm No Sleeves 12. The first episode went pretty well, wasn't expecting that. Uh, I thought it would be a gradual climb, but it looks like the community has taken kind to it. So, today's episode will be the current meta in Hut and Versus, and the debate between arcade and realistic gameplay. So let's get right into it. So let's discuss what the current meta is. Basically, it's circle in the corner for a short side wrister, or play behind the net waiting for a kick wrap or a wide open one-timer cross crease. That is how you score the easiest and most consistently in this game, which many will find frustrating because that's not really hockey, which I totally understand. But I also understand that when it comes to the most competitive in any video game, it is a video game, and there are black and white ways to better your chances at winning, and that's ultimately what it comes down to. Also, being able to get open in the slot for a short side wrister in real life would go in most of the time, so it's it's a matter of defending it. Now, defending it has become infinitely harder in NHL 19, solely because the AI has been reduced to rookie mode, basically. Word for word, like, that's what happened. That's what the developers did after feedback from the NHL community about the AI bumping and taking penalties and, you know, removing the auto hold along the boards from NHL 18 it's in a good spot because the AI isn't overpowering and it makes you control your defense and actually play the position. The problem with it is when you play someone extremely good, it's damn near impossible to get the puck back. And uh, someone like myself, that's what I struggle with the most. And at the beginning of the game, when the game launched, uh, bumps were so big and it played perfect in my play style. I didn't take penalties. It's not how I play. And I don't take, uh, I don't, I don't go for hits. So the best way to get the, the puck was really just forcing and bumping into the guy and I would get the puck back. And it was the best I've, I've ever been in NHL, to be honest with you. But that's fine because that wasn't really an entertaining way to play NHL. It was just the way I was the best at it, like as far as my own personal skill level. Now, the adjustments have had to happen now from the general consensus has been much slower than the top-end guys. I think that the new current tuner um, with the short-side wristers and the AI being on rookie mode, basically, and, and things like that, um, you've got the elite and finally have a skill gap. The reason for it is people that can control the puck and actually make amazing plays and you know rip around in the offensive zone, there's no fallback for someone who can't defend very well because your AI is useless, essentially. Which, again, isn't a bad thing. The problem lies in it's very hard to defend the go-to goal. So the short side wrister, when it came back after uh, what's called... Um, you know, the shovel shot, that was basically eliminated where you held backhand, skated into the slot so that you're actually on your forehand, but you're still holding the backhand deke, and then shooting. The goalie read that almost as a backhand, and it would go in almost all the time. That's how people scored prior to the last patch. When that was removed, it opened up the goalie coming off the post, and that's why you have short side wristers again. Now, I don't think that it's a bad thing because in the real NHL, if you let someone walk into the slot like that, they can probably pick a corner. They're NHL athletes, and it's just frustrating because people can't adjust and learn to defend it very well. And that's where I kind of see an issue with the general consensus because you can't defend it very well. All you can do is hope to block it. And if you're playing to just hope, basically that's what I do now. I ignore TOA almost entirely. I play for the block. So you have a possession in the zone, you you wait for them to circle around for three minutes and not shoot, and then play for them to shoot and hopefully you block it. And that's what a lot of players do. Playing the actual position is extremely difficult because of how you know agile and quick you are as a skater now in NHL 19 compared to 18. 
Um, even with the L2 being removed, skaters are still much better um, at st starting and stopping than they were in prior games. So, again, it, it just widens the gap at the top. When it comes to um, behind the net, uh, that's with the kick wrap and whatnot specifically. Uh, if you don't know what the kick wrap is, it's basically a goal where you go behind the net, do the R, click in R3, so you do the leg kick, and you can do a quick wrap, and it'll hold the goalie on the opposite post, so it's a wide-open net. Uh, some of the best players use this to their advantage, and I don't blame them. When you're playing for a ton of money and you want to get better and compete at the top level, it's a video game, not a real sport. In any video game, you're looking at black and white things that will give you an advantage, and currently the kick wrap is one of them. Uh, guys that are amazing at like Mivians, he has used it almost to perfection, and it's why he's so dangerous. Because what happens is, is once you get down behind the net and you've got to play for that defense because he's so good behind the net, eventually you chase and you have someone wide open in the slot, and that's what, ma that, that's what makes him so dangerous. Now, do I think it's great for the game? Um, I, To be honest, if the game could be like it is now with the skating from beta, so whether it be the L2 burst or just the overall feel, um, it, like I said in my in the last uh, last episode, it's it almost felt arcade-like, and that's something I want to talk on uh, because I think that I've had lengthy discussions with the developers if that's the the you know the the way we're headed and if that's what everyone wants, but. It almost felt like arcade-like, and I think from a video game standpoint, that's what makes it more exciting. I think that people are losing sight on what makes an NHL video game fun. So whenever someone complains, it's not fun when someone's just circling in the corner and going for short-side wristers. Obviously not, because you're probably losing. If you can't defend it well, you don't like it, or you're not using it well enough better than your opponents consistently, you're not going to have fun losing. No one is. That being said, I also don't think that should be the entire game. I know my the most fun I have is when it's just back and forth, constant up and down the ice, breakaways, one-timers, like consistent smattering of goals where it isn't just something trickles in and it's dumb. However, those are few and far between. The very few games I get against top players where that actually happens. Most of it's very passive and you've got to not make mistakes, which is extremely important, but um, there's just few mistakes made. Uh, and it's, it gives you a different level of gameplay. Something that I've thought, um, when the game was released at launch, the game felt goalies were saving everything. And I think it was a combination of in HUT when the game first launched, there wasn't a ton of great cards in HUT. And versus, same thing. Um, accuracy and, and stats were lowered from the previous season, and you couldn't just pick the short side. Uh, or one-timers weren't going in because goalies were getting across. And it got to the point where... The only way to consistently score was off rebounds. And when you think of it, I like I said, I had a discussion with one of the developers about this. We're getting to the point where in video games, um, specifically the NHL video game, you're getting to the point where it is almost as realistic as possible. Now everyone's going to freak out at that statement. Don't use that as a blanket statement. Obviously you can't kick rap and things like that. And, you know, there's puck pickup problems that don't happen in real life. But if you think at the basis of how we're scoring goals at the beta and launch, where it was fire low, fire screens, fire garbage shots, and then maybe you get two or three wide open chances... If you think in a 60-minute hockey game, if you watch the whole thing, there's very, very few amazing scoring chances. It is a lot of shooting from the outside, easy saves, shooting for rebounds. That is how you win in the NHL. It's just not... I think that a lot of people aren't... Again, this is my own opinion, but I think that a lot of people aren't grasping the fact that maybe that isn't 
fun. So when people ask for a more realistic game, maybe that doesn't translate as well as other sports games because, you know, uh, I'm end-to-end shooting crappy shots waiting for something to trickle in or something to get screened and go in isn't as entertaining as, you know, going breakaways, doing crazy moves, deking out everyone, and then firing short side. Like, those are fun, but it's just not consistent. But to do it every game just doesn't happen every game. Uh, if you watch like an NHL game, like I said, you have 30 shots each, and most of them are from the outside or from the point, and they're blocked, or they're just you know they get trickled through. The goalie maybe at most makes five very good saves in a in a in a game. And I at launch I felt like that's what it was. It was emulating a real NHL game, almost. But goalies were just insanely overpowered. It felt. Now we've got goalies just seem to not make the great saves. Um, we have a lot of randomness still, but it's it's almost all short side wristers and things like that. And I don't know if that is good for the game. I think it's great for esports. Hundred percent, I think it's great. If you have a competitive edge, you need to find it when you're playing the best in the world. That's something. Use everything you can to your advantage, and I have no problems with people using that kind of stuff because the great players that do short side wristers and behind the net stuff know how to defend it well, and they've adjusted to how the game is now, whereas the casual fan who plays, let's say, 5 to 10 hours a week, even less, doesn't have time to sit and adjust to the new tuners and things like that, and that's why we're seeing a bigger gap. But I would love to hear your guys' opinion. Uh, something I did want to mention in the last one, but I forgot. I want to get you guys to ask questions. Uh, any, I want to uh, answer a few questions on uh, on my episode. So from this one, starting on this one, if you see it on Twitter, uh, you can DM me or just do a reply. Um, or if you're watching the YouTube version, just comment. I'm going to pick a few each episode, and I'm going to answer them, and I'll read, you, read out your tag and whatnot and uh, see if I can't answer some of your ask questions because I'd love to discuss. Like I said, this is going to be – I'm going to try and make this as daily as possible. Um, and I just want to try and make as much content as possible for NHL, and I know that podcasting is something that a lot of people do in their day-to-day lives, and in NHL there just isn't really any space yet, and I want to take advantage of that. So if you guys have any questions or anything like that, something you want me to discuss, I'd love to hear it. That being said, like I said, when it comes to the current meta and what's going to happen, uh, when it goes back to the beta, it'll be interesting because it's not just skating that's going back. The whole beta is coming back. And in that, there was a lot of desperation saves and things like that. And I'm wondering if people are going to adjust that or like it because it's such a drastic shift from what we have now. And I think that, like I said, we are getting to the point where um, it's going to be an arcade versus realistic thing. Obviously, there's always going to be things to work on. I think that when it comes to sports games, though, that a hockey video game from a technology standpoint is probably the most difficult in terms of motion capture and actual movement in a video game. When you think about football, it's really just lower body. And, and when you think about football, same kind of thing. Like it's throwing and, and, and running. But when in hockey, you've got, you're using, first of all, you're using an instrument. You're using a stick. Um, and you, you've got how you turn on the ice, how your blade goes, like switching when you go skate backwards. Like it's just so difficult to make that 100%. And um, it's it, when you mess with just the slightest thing when it comes to technology wise it can set things back and i think that that when they removed the l2 speed burst which i think needed to be done because it was so that was super unrealistic um but everything else felt normal like felt like a, a realistic game in my own, like i said in my own opinion but 
that needed to be removed. But when they did that, it just seemed to affect everything. And I swear, like I said, in all the development chats that I've been in, they did not touch skating. It doesn't do them any good by changing something that everyone loved. And, you know, the technology that comes with testing before they launch a patch and things like that uh, is extensive. And when you're working on a game, a yearly game, you have to re adjust your resources accordingly. And I think that that's where they kind of ran into some problems. But I like the current state of the game. Um, to be honest, I haven't been able to adjust to be as good as I was with the bumps and whatnot. I know some people still feel that there's just constant bumps. It's not me. I feel like I can't ever get the puck back if I'm just bumping slightly into someone. Never happens to me, at least. Uh, I find that when you start chasing, you really, really get hammered for it, which, as you should, it's just extremely difficult to recover. And when you're playing against someone who almost offensive zone puck rags, it's so difficult because you get impatient. And that's what happens. I think that point shots are underutilized, to be honest with you. Um, I know it's not super meta, but it's something that I do now almost entirely when it comes to hockey ultimate team, at least. I'll put all, I put forwards on defense now almost all the time because of their their superior shots. And uh, you just aiming far side, it's it goes in it goes in more often than not. And uh, I'm wondering if that's something that needs to be adjusted. But let me know what you guys think. Again, guys, I really just want your opinions and whatnot and uh, see if we can't you know, come up with a discussion about it. But that's going to take care of today's episode about the meta and the debate between it being too arcadey or if a realistic game is what everyone wants. Again, like I said, when it comes to realistic hockey, um, there's few exciting moments. Um, you know, those are the ones that we all remember, but very few people forget or remember the dump and chase or the cycle that doesn't generate a shot or, you know, the, those things just don't happen. And, and when you're playing a game, a video game, you want to be entertained constantly, but you kind of forget that there are moments in hockey where it is kind of a lull. And, um, I'm wondering if what they had at the beta was correct and, uh, you know, that they just needed to make sure the skating stayed the same. But uh, the desperation saves are definitely coming back when the beta comes back. And I'm, I'm curious to see how the esports side and, the you know, the, the very, very good players um, adjust. So that does it for me, guys. I'm No Sleeves 12. Thanks for watching and listening. What a terrible exit.